to episode 130 of the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week, we're talking about support's relationship to the product team. So stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Ashley Sachs. Ashley, it's lovely to have you for the first time on the podcast. Um, First things first, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, great. Um, Thanks for having me, by the way. But yeah, so I'm Ashley. I am currently the director of support at Whereby, and I am based in the U.S. in a little town um, on the border of Tennessee and Georgia, right nestled next to a mountain. So I like to spend my weekends hiking and soaking up the fall colors right now. Hopefully they're about to set in. Oh, awesome. Lovely. Um, Sounds a lovely part of the world. One that I've never been to. Um, But I hope too soon based on that description. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great place for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nestled in the foot of the mountains. That's very poetic. Um, I wonder, can you be as poetic about our topic this week? I guess we'll find out over the next 10 minutes or so. (laughs) It'll be a good challenge. Challenge accepted, yeah. Charlotte, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's do it. So the topic this week then is supports relationship to product. And for me, that can mean the product or the product team. What should we talk about in terms of support and product? Uh, yeah, so I probably have a little bit of a, um, well, not now in the state of the world that we're in now, but I would say that I look through everything through the lens of a remote worker because I was one of our first, um, I was our first US-based hire at our company. So I was very remote um, compared to the rest of my team. So I really look at relationships with any uh, team in the business through that remote lens. And what does it look like to connect um, intentionally to be cross-functional with not only product, you know, but with sales, marketing. Uh, So I think maybe we could talk a little bit about what does that look like for a remote worker? I know now that we're all in some capacity remote in in some way, shape or form. So that might be pretty relevant. Um, But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think um, you said there a really key word, you said intentional, and I'm kind of interested absolutely in what that, what that means to you. Um, Because I think being intentional in Communications, as you said, across the business is kind of really important, particularly when you're remote. Do you, do you think that um, in terms of like how support relates to product or the product team, that there are there's a special approach? Are there special tools or or special uh, you know I don't know paradigms and ways of working that that you think are particularly beneficial? Yeah, so I think. Um... It's about learning each other's language. That's one aspect of intentionality there. Uh, the way that product may digest information may be completely different from the way support digests information. So really being intentional in the sense of learning that, right? I think that that's key. Uh, just sitting down with your product leaders and having a conversation of, hey, what's your hypothesis? Is that based on, you know, just a feeling? Is it based on data? How can support contribute to that? Uh, The way that we've done that with um, our team so far is we've had uh, every couple months, we've had meetings with our support, sorry, with our product leaders. And we've really sat down to look at our customer conversations from a quantitative uh, lens and a qualitative lens. 
So we do track volume of the things that our customers are saying, but we also take customer verbatims and kind of tell both those sides of the story. Uh, but really it's about, does that work for product? So, so it's really about um, you know, sp- speaking each other's language. Just it's a, I mean, it sounds like a simple concept, but there's definitely work that needs to go into that and understanding these conversations that we're having with our customers. How do we relate them back to the way that product can digest that information? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think when it comes to taking the conversations from customers, um, it's really easily done. Just just going back to that remote aspect again. I think particularly mm. in small in small startups, I think this is a relationship that often is just built, you know, in the corner of an open plan office or in a in a side room somewhere. Um, feedback from customers is taken from your uh, support folks and passed on to product in live conversations. It's all very organic. And, and everybody goes, yeah, that, that, that's a cool and groovy idea from that one customer or those two customers. Let's do that. And away product team goes and implements something customers want, right? But I, I guess remote is kind of a challenge here, isn't it? In, in the same way as it is, I guess, with a lot of uh, communications um, and how they translate from what the difference is between how you do that in the office and how you do that remote. But, but I, I think this is a particularly kind of naturally organic one when it's in person and in small organizations. Would you agree? Right. Yeah. So I think uh, to kind of, so we're in a unique situation where we've been able to come from a uh, scrappy startup mode of like just doing those uh, Slack conversations of, Hey, um, our top spending customer that's been with us for, you know, two years has said X. Right. But now recently with some growth, we've had to realize that's not sustainable. I think it is for anybody, Um, but really take that approach of, okay, we have to be intentional. Again, there's that word. We have to be intentional about having a meeting, the agenda on that meeting, and is the customer feedback in the pain points that our customers are having right now? What is the volume of that? And then also being able to see, does that fit in with our, you know, strategy? Is this in line with where we're wanting to take the tool as a whole? Um, All those kinds of things. So it really does, it is very organic at the beginning and, but it it becomes very quickly not sustainable um, to track feedback (laughs) in a, in a Slack message, right? So you definitely have to have your, your tools in line. Um, and I will say from our team's perspective, I mean, managing a, a tool that gathers feedback and making sure it is efficient for your team is a is a big task to take on. And actually, it takes work on all fronts. Yeah, it's a real investment, isn't it? Um, b- because I think it's something that you only really want to you only really want to kind of kick off that bit of the relationship once you only really want to. You can evolve it, but I think like getting it, getting the approach right early on is, is, is worth front loading some investment there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of that is also training support and having the conversation in support of what's the, why, the right questions to ask, right? Like we're not just, oh, this customer X wrote in about this specific you know, product feature that they need. 
we really dig in to say, okay, why does this customer need that? What's their use case? Uh, are they in our demographic that we're designing the tool for? Are, is that a product part of the product strategy overall? So the support team knowing that really helps both the support team and product to be wearing kind of this, the same glasses, if you will, um, of how to take good feedback and rich feedback, right? Cause that's how we're going to be able to actually, um, speak to a user base and have a good product in the, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing that you said earlier about quantifying it as well. So, mm-hmm. so there's the quality of it, but, but how do you quantify it? Do you, do you, is it just a count or do you, you know, in those early days, I think one, one thing that you, you also said was this is our, one of our top flight customers. Let's mm. give a lot of weight and a lot of credence to this very conversational piece of feedback in the conversation you're having with product. But, but as you grow, you want a lot more quantification, don't you, around that? But do you, do you wait for those top flight customers still? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think that's pretty much prescriptive across the board that if you have a customer that is carrying a lot of your revenue, right? Like you absolutely want to listen to them still with that lens of, you know, is this the customer that we're designing the product for? Are they using it the way that we've designed the product? Is that sustainable use as well? Um, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. also, those are probably going to be a little bit more strategic conversations that you would want to hand off maybe to a user researcher or um, if you have that in your your product um, team. But I think even just having a little piece of that from the support side and being able to harvest those kinds of conversations and have that kind of curiosity, I think it really um, elevates the value of support too at the end of the day, right? Um, We're the ones talking to our customers. Our customers are incredibly honest with us. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. if we're able to tell the story of the customer from where they're coming and how long they've been with us and how much they pay us, I think that that's equally um, a, a good part of, of the story. Now, don't get me wrong. I think all customers are important, but there are, um, aspects of the, of like whatever product you're supporting, there's going to be people that use it wrong. There's going to be people that are outside of your, um, you know, your target demographic. So I think mm-hmm. it's just important for support to understand those and be able to have a human conversation, um, with those customers if they are asking for a feature request outside of, you know, your yeah. basic wheelhouse. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the other thing I think support can bring to this is a layer of sentiment beyond the data, right? There's quite a that personal relationship we have with any customer. Sentiment is, is another thing that is, it is more difficult to quantify, but I think if you can layer that onto some of those conversations with product, that can really help the evolution, right? Yeah, absolutely. I always say that like, data isn't isn't a story without like some context right and without actual words so we always include customer verbatims with our data right like if we say 30 customers are wanting this feature here's some specific customer stories along with that feature um right like whether it's from a teacher or or from um, a consultant like these are the use cases and these are what they're telling us from their own words, right? And these are the problems that they are having and, and we need to solve if that's part of our, our wheelhouse. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. 
that makes sense. So what's your final piece of advice for for the final for my final leader talking to this topic for this week? What's your your final parting piece of inspiration for the week, do you think? So for words of wisdom, I think that boils down to getting a common understanding of the way support approaches conversations and then what product is looking for in order to grow the tool. Uh, That might be an attitude of curiosity from the support perspective, where it's looking at features, feature sets, what customers are saying for new requests or existing um, UI improvements or what have you. And then product being able to leverage the um, being able to leverage support's position of being in front of the customer all day, every day, and, and actually just um, getting a, getting insight to what they're talking to, to users about. So I think it's, yeah, just boiling down to a, to a common like understanding and goal at the end of the day. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 130 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time.